and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. It's the show. We're asking, can you answer these eight basic money questions? Because mortgage advisors, they say that buyers can't often answer these really simple financial questions. Now, Andrew has not seen what these oh, questions are. it's another one of these. It's a stitch up Andrew Nicholl. This is based on a One Roof article. I wanted to talk about this because I've got a weekly One Roof column and I quite like what they release on their website. So am I turning away for this? No, no, no. You can look at the screen as I scroll through but them. But no, because if I get them all right, you're going to say that I cheat it. Well, no, no, no. It's because they're personal. It's oh, not. Okay. It's not. It's, oh, oh, they're right. not right okay. wrong. They haven't got my answer up there. No, okay, fine. And so you guys listening along, see if you're something because you, these are the eight money questions. Do you I have to say my honest truth about them? Don't give me that look, Edward. I was busy explaining. <laughs> so you guys at home, I want you to play along and see if you can answer these eight basic money questions about yourself, right? So hopefully you should actually know what they are. Because if you're going to apply for a mortgage in 2024, you are going to need to know these. But mortgage advisors, they often say people just don't know what they are. Now, Andrew, can you name your KiwiSaver provider and put a number on your balance. How much a- you've got Absolutely, in I can. Okay, well, what's your KiwiSaver provider? My provider is doesn't exist, and my balance is zero. I don't use KiwiSaver. You don't have any KiwiSaver? No, because I'm self-employed. I'm self-employed, and I put all my money into business, and I put all my money into property. You don't even want the 521 no, from no, the government. No, I'm not going to live till 65 to spend the 500 from the government every year. Absolutely not. What a waste of time and my effort. No, oh. absolutely not. <laughs> that was an easy one. So I know. Oh, see, already I've got the first one right, and you're saying it's easy because I choose not to have KiwiSaver. Yeah, just typical. Well, my KiwiSaver provider is ASB, um, yep. a growth fund, and I've got about 50 grand in there. Hey, you, did you look that up? Like, you've already read this article. So have you looked at your KiwiSaver balance since then? Uh, no, I haven't. But it's because I see it all the time in my yeah, ASB okay. app. So okay, I just fine. know that it's. Yeah, Somewhere okay. around that. It's a pretty good amount. And then, well, sometimes you look at it and you think, oh, it's actually more than I thought it was. Yeah. Do you want me to actually check it and tell you exactly Yeah, okay, let's make sure that you're right. So because you might be wrong. Well, I said it was 50 grand. Let's see. Imagine if it's dropped because uh, the yeah. markets have dropped. I'm going to give you about a $1,000 plus or minus. Well, no, I was right. $50,123.08. Yeah, you can tell we're at the tail end of recording today because we've gone back to our usual stroppy selves. Okay, number two. Question number two. Yeah. How much do you earn? Yeah, I know that. What is it? I'm not saying that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not saying that on the podcast. Okay. Mate. Yes, I know the answer to that. Okay. So you know your salary. I know my salary. Okay, but you've also got other income from your rental properties. Do you know how much your rental properties get? Doesn't does it answer that in there? Well, that's the it's point. It's on a spreadsheet. Yes. Okay. I could put my fingers on it like that. Okay. The important point about this is. These questions come from mortgage brokers, right? Yep. And they're talking about the things that investors often don't know. Yes. So it's very easy to know what your salary is, right? I know what my salary is. Yeah. But once you start thinking about, well, what about your business earnings? How much of that is down to salary? How much of it is down to commission or bonus income? How much rent do you get from your different yep. properties? So when you're applying for a mortgage, that is a question that you need to know the answer to. And people often get wrong when they're just thinking, oh, I'm just filling out these numbers in this form. I'll just put this in and figure it out later. Yeah. No, I look, because I apply for mortgages on a pretty regular basis, I have access to that within about five minutes of me searching through my desktop trying to find the file. Yeah. And I know some mortgage advisors say, look, people don't actually know how much they earn. They might not know their hourly rate or even whether they earn a salary or are on a wage. This sort of stuff is really important. 
Okay, my next question for you, number three, Andrew, is how much are your mortgage repayments? Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, I think I could say within $100 what my mortgage repayments were. Yeah, okay, I think that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. What is it? No, you're not going to get that out of me either. Oh, I thought I was going to this time. Yeah, and what about for your different investment properties? No, no idea. No idea for that spreadsheet. It's in a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, but you've got access to it. Yeah. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but my I, personal stuff, so my personal income, my personal mortgage, absolutely I know that. Yeah, I think, you know, if I just think about a couple. I, I know something in my mind that I wouldn't be able to answer easily for what you. No, I'm not going to tell you in case it comes up on this. Well, if, if it doesn't come up, will you tell us? Yeah. Okay, fine. And I think within... Oh, I think I'd be able to get within $100 for, for, for most of my mortgages as well. I'm a bit lucky that I don't have quite as many as you. But I know that some people, if you're not in your internet banking all the time, and not everybody's like us where we're checking it all of the time, might not actually know what our mortgage repayments are. Okay, question number four, Andrew. If interest rates rose by 2%, how much extra would you be paying on your home loan? No, I don't know that. I know how to calculate it, but absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not going to work that out. And, and actually, I think that's actually a rubbish question. I, oh, I'm a mortgage broker, so I assume that everyone should know that. No, that's why people come to you, look at your smile on your face, or use an online calculator. What a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you so grumpy? <laughs> no, it's just, like, oh, like that's, oh, that's an odd. You should know that. Absolutely not. It's this is kind of like when electricians like, oh, you should know which one's Earth. Like, no, that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Campbell Hasty from Hasty Mortgages, who's quoted in this <laughs> one roof article. Ridiculous, Campbell. <laughs> no, what he was saying here, though, to be fair, be nice to Campbell Hasty. <laughs> he was saying that often investors will call up and say, "Cool, my interest rate's about to go from five percent to seven percent." How much extra am I going to pay? Yeah, good. That's why you got a job, Campbell. Imagine if people could do it all themselves. They don't need you anymore. It'll be Campbell, Hasty, and Burger King. <laughs> Someone's going to see this job. And he's <laughs> going to think, joke, and he's gonna joke, think that we're, we're defaming no, okay, him on okay, this well, I'm, just, I'm just teasing. But like, I do think like that it's not people's job to know that. That's Sorry, that's just my that's my opinion. You just don't like that you lost this quiz. No, no I didn't lose this quiz. You can always go on to bank calculators. We've got a mortgage calculator on our yeah. website. Okay, next one. Oh. Do you know how much money you spend a month? No. Oh, Andrew no. Nicole lost I the quiz. Andrew. <laughs> he lost, no. he lost. No, uh, no, oh, no, wait, no. Even better. Yeah, no. Uh, that one, absolutely not. I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that. And I think a lot of people don't know exactly what they spend per month, but there are some basic costs that you should have quite a good idea of. So I know that we once had an investor who said their rates bill was $3,000 a year, but actually it ended up being over $4,000 a year. So yeah. sometimes you can put the wrong number into a mortgage application and when the bank then goes to check it, you find out, well, actually, you can't afford a mortgage because your expenses are higher than you said they were. Well, that was actually the one that I didn't know. I don't know what my property rates are. I thought you told me they were 12 grand yeah, a year. Yeah, but they've gone up. Oh. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So have a good understanding of what you actually spend per month. That's something a lot of investors would actually get tripped up on. Now, this is another one I know you are going to, like, fly off. <laughs> you're <right laughs> off. And you're going to, we're going to get a legal letter from Campbell Hasty from Hasty Mortgages, and he's going to say that you defamed him. The next question on this One Roof article yeah. is, how much can I afford? So 
How much can oh. I afford for investment property? On the bank's calculation or on my calculation? Uh, what do you mean? So, okay. So what I mean is if I'm going to assess my affordability and I jump in and I go, right, it's 7%, which is the one year fixed rate, for example, I can afford a property worth 900000 today. Or is he talking about with the bank's test rate of 9% and, you know, deducting, I don't know, something from my pay, is he talking about that? I think he's talking on the 9%. Yeah, ridiculous. No, that is a mortgage broker's job to figure out the affordability from the banks. It's not a customer's job to figure that out. I think a customer should have enough of the foresight to be able to work out what they can afford because it can be two different things. Sometimes a bank will say you can afford more than you actually think you can. Most often it's going to be the other way around. I think that's a mortgage advisor's job to assess that. And I think what he's getting at here is saying sometimes investors, first-home buyers more more likely, they jump onto a mortgage calculator online, maybe ANZ, maybe Westpac, maybe the good old guys at Opus Partners, you know, and they say, sweet, my interest rate I'm going to pay is 7%. So let's say I want to borrow $600,000 at 7%. Can I afford that? Oh, yeah, I think I can afford that per week. And because of that, the bank's going to give me the money. But you guys know, because you've listened to the Property Academy podcast so much, the banks use a test rate. They test your mortgage application to see if you could still afford that $600,000 at a higher interest rate. And it might be two percentage points higher, sometimes two and a half percentage points higher. So I think that's what he's getting at here. Don't just go into a mortgage calculator, put in your numbers and think, oh, yep, I can afford that. So sweet, that's what the bank's going to lend me. Doesn't often work out that way. That's why we've actually just released a calculator for investors to use to figure out whether you can actually afford an investment property or not. Is that based on the bank's calculations? Based on the bank's calculations. So if you want to check that out, just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash 2024. That's slash 2024 to check that out. Number seven, we've got two more questions to see if Andrew can answer them. What credit do you have? Yeah, I could answer that. So student loans? No. I know what my, so my, my credit lines are revolving credits and credit cards. I could tell you the limits on them. Oh, that's one that comes up with investors all of the time. So they yeah. might think about, okay, I've got 300K and that's fixed. And I've got a revolving credit with a 30 grand limit, but I've paid off 10 grand. So that is $20,000 worth of debt, but yeah. actually it's 30 grand worth of debt. Correct. Well, potential debt. And so that's what the bank's going to take into consideration. Because, of course, a lot of people have a paid off revolving credit facility if they've been, you know, owning their house for a number of years. It's funny, I, you know, I'll have a conversation with an investor and often it'll come up, you know, oh, no, we've actually got a revolving credit of $100,000, but it's paid off. Yeah, okay, but that's something that you need to consider from the bank side of things. Well, the other thing is credit cards, even if you've chopped them up, I know we go on about them all the time, but it often happens. Buy now, pay later. Overdrafts, even if you haven't used any money from the overdrafts, all of those sorts of things. And it's not that you, you've forgotten about it. It's just that you don't think it counts, but it actually does. So that's a question people often get wrong. And the last one for this one roof article is can I set conditions when I buy a home? Oh, this is, I mean, again, this is a situation where people who are professionals are going, oh, you should know that. It's not your job as a, as a purchaser to know that. Well, I think what they're talking about here is some first home buyers don't realize that you can say, sweet, I'm going to sign a contract to buy this property on the basis that I can get finance. You know, like with a clause that says, Cool. If I can't get finance, I don't have to buy this property. I can pull out of it. You know, something along those lines. So I think that's what they're getting at here. I think that actually a lot of these are, again, professionals who are saying, oh, it's very frustrating. People don't know this. No, it's not their job to know that. I think I could have written eight better questions myself. Well, what's a better question then? Come up with one. Uh, what my KiwiSaver will be worth at retirement. No, 
customer doesn't need to know that. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, oh, why no. are you putting money in there? No, but an investor... Okay, what, okay I'll give you another one. What's my employer contribution? Sometimes people don't know that. Okay, that is something that's quite important that, uh, yeah. that an investor yeah. needs to know. But, <laughs> I love how annoyed you get when I give you a good answer. Like, when I can actually show that I've got half a brain cell, it just annoys you. <laughs> It really does. <laughs> Just makes me angry. That makes me angry. So those are, according to One Roof, according to One Roof, the eight basic money questions you need to be able to answer. They've called it the financial literacy crisis. Everything's a crisis nowadays, isn't it? I love when we started recording today. I was the grumpy one, right? I was so grumpy about life, and Andrew was all happy, and now it's changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've, got, you've got me all hot and bothered at my legs itchy now. But because you can't answer seven of those eight <laughs> basic money questions. Piss off. <laughs> right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to use that calculator that I mentioned before to find out how much you can potentially invest in 2024, go and use that calculator. Opuspartners.co.nz slash 2024. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve Knight, And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the property market. Until next time, 